What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. It's Monday morning, which, you know, as I've said a lot, I always think it's a good day. Um, maybe to crack on with things if you haven't been cracking on. Um, you know, it's just a good day to, you know, start moving things forward, you could say. Um, I, I guess I've had a... Last week was kind of like bit wishy-washy, I think, would be a good way to describe it. Um, some of that my fault, some of it, well, actually, probably all of it my fault when, um, you know, muscle condition and, and physical and mental condition was very, very different last Monday compared to normal because of, um, you know, running over the morns. Um, so ordinarily, I wouldn't be as sore. Ordinarily, I wouldn't be as emotionally tired, I guess we could say, things like that. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was, it was a tough week because when you get off, just like I say on a Monday, you can crack on and, and start to make it um, unfold into a good week. Um, as I sort of learned, it's very difficult on a Monday to say to yourself, let's have two or three easier days and then things will pick up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, et cetera, et cetera. Because once you get into the rhythm of those easier days and what normally happens with easier days is you you take it a little bit easier in the training, but then also what then starts to happen is bad habits with your diet, bad just, just bad habits sort of creep in. I think when you're training pretty full on, everything else you take care of all the little things because you feel a need to I think I think what I ended up ha- what ended up happening with me is because you know I exerted quite a lot of mental and physical energy on the Sunday I just gave myself a bit of a free pass Monday to Wednesday so I kind of got to Wednesday feeling like have I done anything I've done like a five mile run I've done a little bit on the bike I've done maybe a better run Wednesday it was all kind of it just felt a bit wishy-washy. Normally by Wednesday, I might have six or seven hours of training under my belt. Um, you know, I think at that point, I maybe had like three, two and a half, three, maybe even two and a half. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a bit wishy-washy. Then Thursday was a better day. Thursday, I think I did a run and a bike ride. But actually, normally I'd have probably done two runs and a bike ride. Um, and then Friday, I, you know, went and did the session when I didn't want to do it. And, you know, I was obviously really chuffed that I went and got it done and things like this and, um, and did it well and the speed was good and, and this kind of thing. But, um, Friday night then I, I've been, you know, the Friday before I had went to my mate's house, sat out the back had a couple of beers, very few, maybe like five beers, which for me still ends up making me feel pretty drunk, to be honest. Um, and what will happen then is on a Saturday, I'll feel a bit more tired than normal, but I'll still be able to run. I went <clears throat> seeing friends. I, well, I here's the thing. It's not really linked to the week being a bit wishy-washy. I... I genuinely believe that I had to socialize a bit more now that like now that 
we're kind of allowed to socialize and you know you're allowed to meet out you're you're allowed to meet outside so if you're if you're sitting on the patio furniture of a friend's or um you know a conservatory or you, you can you can be safe with it um i think it's i think it's pretty legit i think it's okay um i kind of just thought i need to socialize a bit more because um i've, I've said this numerous times everything is a bit cloudy right now um future future of like life my dad is convinced that everything's going to return to normal i don't know that i'm there yet and um, just a second <coughs> i don't know that i'm there in thinking that everything's going to go back and that doesn't mean that i'm right i'm just not going to agree with my dad if i don't think you know i think it's very difficult for everything to go back to normal and i've kind of came to the conclusion that Instead of that waiting phase for things to come back to normal, there just had to kind of be an assumption that what's happening right now is normal. And then if things stay the way they are and, and you know, we've still defeated the curve and um, that like number one that they're talking about or whatever, or, you know, the spread of the virus stays low, then other other things might open up like. You might be allowed to go to the cinema. You might be allowed to sit in your friend's back, like his kitchen. Um, but I feel like for now, with the way sport is and the lack of sport and the lack of live events and the lack of fans in stadiums, and we almost have to assume that that is the normal for now. Um, rather than, I'm just waiting for things to go back to normal so that I can move on. Um, so I, I basically made it. I made it a thing. Like, you know, I, I thought, you, Stephen, you have to socialize a bit more. Like, my, my only issue is socializing normally revolves around drinking. And I don't drink heaps. And so I can drink heaps. Like, at the end of the day, when I, when I wasn't training and, and I was just drinking, I could, I could put away heaps of drink. Um, the problem now is when I'm in... When I'm, if I have a few glasses of wine by myself, it is literally a few glasses of wine, maybe three maximum. And I kind of think that's like, that was quite a bit, usually two. Um, when I'm in company, God, I might have had 10 glasses of wine, 12, I don't know. I kind of lost count. And then next thing I knew, I was in the bathroom throwing up red vomit because the wine was coming back on itself. And yeah, I just, I just ended up drinking a wee bit too much, um, and and yeah, it it I got a wee bit carried away, um, and yeah, but we've all been there. Um, I haven't socialized in a while. It frustrates me because you know, on one hand, I'm trying to encourage myself to socialize because I know. I know when I speak to like my psychologist and, and I know from the past, if I don't socialize that, um, especially a time like this when there is no races and, and it's kind of the perfect time to catch up and well, okay. It's the perfect time for athletes to catch up on socializing, but while trying to maintain this complicated idea of social distancing and what's allowed and what's not, um, I think being careful is important. Um, you know, I say careful, common sense. Um, you know, if 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 you are in somebody's back garden just because you're outside doesn't mean that you can be super close together, all things like this. And 
um just just common sense with that you know we were really careful like we we did make some pizzas and stuff and and we kind of were just like careful that there wasn't four people going in at the same time to get a slice of pizza for example um but yeah i i think it's a good time to like i say maybe catch up on a bit of social um and and i am trying to find that balance but that then led to my saturday being a complete write off and that's very that's very rare for me but like i say i wasn't like i'm throughout all of this i'm not going to be annoyed at myself you know i'm not going to be like like do i think last week was a productive week of training no i i don't think so at all i think i ran 40 miles and i think i cycled maybe for 2 hours and you know that was supposed to be one of my first week back one of my first weeks back into like a good rhythm of heavier training and normally my first week back into a good rhythm of heavier training is about 13 to 14 hours of training and you're probably looking at about 80 miles so double the mileage and you're probably looking at about four or five hours on the bike um so did I think it was a good week of training not really um am I bothered no it's just, it's just a week, you know what I mean? It, it, it won't go down as a complete and utter waste. I'll learn something. I'll learn that if I want to go run over the morns, I can, but there's consequences. My body's going to hurt. Um, that means probably if I were to do the morn run, but only do two to two and a half hours instead of four, you know, that's probably a situation where then you can wake up on the Monday and you can still do, you know, maybe even a double run or maybe a run and a bike ride. It might mean by Wednesday you're ready to do a session instead of having to wait till Friday. Um, so you'll learn something. Um, am I not going to socialize anymore? Um, of course I'm, I'm going to socialize, but I think I just need to be... Um, smart about choices around that like just because i think i think just because like racing isn't happening doesn't mean that there shouldn't still be like uh like a commitment to training and you know i'm kind of sad because this weekend is when everyone did the like the marathon relay type thing and um you know i'm kind of not sad but like i i kind of did that morns thing the week before and that was such a big effort and you know, if I had waited a week, if I knew that marathon thing was existing, I probably would have waited a week, not done the morn run, and then tried to run, like, the fast 10.5k, I guess, that everyone was doing, but in the scheme of things, does it really matter? No. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I still am going to socialize. I just, like, what what actually happened was I brought my own bottle of wine, and normally I just would have sort of sipped away on my own bottle, but everyone ended up kind of like, like, oh, like, can I try that wine type thing? And then next thing, my bottle was empty. And then I had maybe only had a glass at this point. And then what happened is like, I just started having, you know, a glass of somebody else's and, and that just leads to, you don't know where you're at. You don't know how many you've had. Um, yeah, it kind of got, things just got away um, pretty quickly. And so yeah, I, I got a bit too drunk. It will it will not be the last time. It certainly wasn't the first time. Um, 
I, I, I don't always just talk on the podcast about me being this fucking legend that trains really hard and races really well. Like, you know, I, I think it's also fair to talk about these things that like, you know, Stephen Scullion also drinks too much, also can't always handle his drink and ends up throwing it back up. Um, I, I'm certainly not, uh, I'm certainly not unbreakable or as I soon found out. And then I was so confused because I thought if you were sick, you don't really get a hangover. And then I had the worst hangover ever. It was just such a long day. Luckily, Nala loves sleep and we just slept. And then like once I got up, I felt the need to, you know, get her outside and get her walking. And that was obviously really good for me. Um, but there wasn't a lot of training done. And then I did a trail run yesterday, which was really good. But I still have to say, I still felt a little bit shaky. But it was a good nearly two hours. Um, and I knew that would kind of bring me back to life a little bit. Um, and then I walked over Cave Hill in the afternoon with Nala. So Sunday was a good day. But I, if I learned anything, I, I listened to the first half of a podcast on a triathlete. I, I was recommended a podcast about a triathlete, a world champion called Vincent Luis. And um, I, I, t- I took two things out of this podcast that I thought was really, really cool. Um, simple, um, simple training basically is what they were encouraging, um, which I kind of like, not that I'm going to roll my eyes at, but you know, They'll say simple training, but they're putting in 30 hours a week. So it's not it's not to be confused with like easy or no training. It's just probably ticking the boxes of keeping it at a level that you know you can handle year round. Um, and not thinking like, um, you know, I can just, you know, throw in like a massive big day today or or like the morn run for example right so the morn run is the polar opposite of simple unless you're a trail runner and you're used to it and it's the exact same stimulus that you're used to but for me a big day like that may have an advantage it may help but the problem is it may knock out the first three or four days of your next week which then like i pointed out can lead to being mentally unstable a little bit can lead to physically not knowing what's going on can lead to that wishy-washy feeling whereas had I had just done a 90 minute run to two hours on the Sunday and probably nowhere near as hilly you're going to wake up Monday and you're going to crack on so you want 52 weeks of your year or 50 of the 52 weeks let's say you take two easy weeks you want 50 of your 52 weeks of the year to be let's say let's say you're a 50 to 60 mile a week runner you want to average 55 mile a week for 50 of the 52 weeks of the year. And the way you want to get to that average is sitting at 52, 55, 52, 55, 58, 55. You don't want to be 71 week, 40 the next, 81 week, 20 the next. You just want to be simple, you know, keep it simple, keep it, you know, fairly the same and, and tick boxes. Just tick it off, tick it off, tick it off. Um, and then, then you start to focus on how do I keep it simple and how do I keep it effective and how do I make sure that I keep showing up healthy? If you are overtraining, if you push too hard, 
There is no amount of recovery equipment in the world, no amount of physio, no amount of massage that's going to prevent you from getting injured because the human body will just break down. If you're doing like, you know, in this podcast, they were talking about big, big numbers, like 40 to 50 hours a week of training. Um, you know, you have, a, you have a triathlete that not only cycles and swims a huge amount, but was running, you know, 100 mile a week. And then that's when all of a sudden you hear the word stress fracture mentioned. Um, and, and that's, that's just, is it science? Is it, it's just, it's just what happens when you push too close to the edge. Most people that are pushing too close to the edge are using it, myself included. And also when I listen to this podcast, you're using it for your, like your way of building confidence is probably from knowing that you've trained harder than you've ever trained before, rather than um, another really book from Charlie Spedding um, talks about training smarter. And obviously that this podcast talks about it a bit too. Um, training smarter than you've ever trained before, like training more effective than you've ever trained before. I think those are really... Those are the things that we should be focusing on. And then building a lifestyle around that that helps to complement your training rather than take away. Um, sorry, I'm going to yawn. Okay, so. Nice. All right. First out, the first thing. Simple. Um, I might throw in little bits there about, you know, building the lifestyle around there. And, and, and of course, this podcast talks about it too, the effectiveness of sleep and nutrition and um, things like that. But okay, the next thing that I took from this podcast, which was really important and really important right now, um, was the perspective. Um, you know, gain it. Let me have a drink of coffee because I'm keeping perspective. And I think from what I gather in the podcast, it kind of came randomly because. Um, this athlete was seventh at the Olympics, was sort of disappointed. But do you know what? See if I trained 50 hours a week and this was my second Olympics coming up, I might be disappointed with seventh too. I was thinking about that and I was thinking if you put in that much time and that much dedication and that much, you know, you're talking like 50 hours, 40 to 50 hours a week. Like most runners I know probably max out at. 20 15 to 20 and you know upwards to 30 is extreme dedication that's a lot of time and i don't know that that's all running sometimes that has to be um cycling cross training gym yoga and um, 50 hours a week is a week um so fair play really extremely fair play um perspective was gathered in the form of um, thinking about retirement, unsure what to do, loved running, decided to go to Kenya, um, and what a place probably to find perspective. Um, you know, it makes me feel bad when I hear things like you guys out there who pretty much have zero, have nothing, maybe have one pair of laces to tie two pair of shoes or, or you know, one pair of laces between two pair of shoes. And that athlete probably feels fortunate that they have two pair of shoes. Um, and basically what's going on is the perspective comes in the form of like 
we, I, I sit here in my apartment, I look to my right, there's the new road bike, you know, that I bought, I look in front of me, they are probably a 50 inch TV, my stim machine's right there, my Normatec machine is right there, I have a monitor on my right that if I want to play computer games on, I can, the um, massage trigger thing that vibrates not only the ball but also the gun um for some reason my electric toothbrush is sitting right there um nala and nala has one two three three beds now apparently um and a wee den that she can hide in there's a power wash sitting there that needs sent back um and i haven't probably been arsed to send it back yet because i bought a new one um i have one coffee machine a drip coffee um an aeropress you know there's just fucking stuff there's a brand new boxed pair of under armor shoes there's probably three boxed pair of under armor shoes upstairs look i think we know i i this is a nice apartment you know a really nice apartment um I think I know I'm I'm extremely lucky and and there has to be a a gratefulness there for it but it's very easy to forget it and you know it wouldn't take you to be outside moaning on the podcast about no races and and lift your head up and there'd be a homeless person sitting across the way and I'm sure the homeless person would be sitting there listening just thinking god god love you kid you know that you're paid by a, a brand or you're paid by a bank or you're paid, you know, if we're fortunate enough to have a job and we're fortunate enough to have a roof over our head and and that's going back to the bare basics, a lot of us have a lot more than that. You know, a lot of us have been able to buy nice things and go on nice holidays and, and travel to nice places in the world to race and perspective was huge. It really got me thinking, you know, it really made me feel a bit bad that I've, I've sort of allowed again the Boston thing and and a mention of the Olympics, you know, potentially not happening. And I allowed that to then make me say silly things like, you know, if I knew races weren't going to exist anymore, I wouldn't do this anymore. What the fuck else would I do? This is what I'm brilliant at. You know, stick to what you know, stick to what you're absolutely brilliant at and keep doing it and keep enjoying and appreciating that you're able to do it. And I think that's powerful and important. The boys were joking on Sunday. We ran over the mountain and we all came back. And I don't know how the conversation started, but someone mentioned easiest job in the world or like is work is easy. And then Noel said, you haven't done my job as if my job's easy. And then someone said, or what about Scully's job? Because that run that we just done was my job. And and that's fucking cool, you know? That's really cool. Um, and so gratitude where needed, gratefulness and perspective was huge. Um, so you shouldn't hear any more moaning about this race or that race maybe not existing or, yeah, anything like that. Maybe it's time now to just be positive about the fact that you know, my body's healthy, mentally I'm healthy, um, I, I survived my run over the morns and I didn't, nothing broke, nothing got injured, nothing is in a bad way, um, and you know, excitement maybe just to see where it can go, can I keep improving, 
Um, I, I look. Sometimes you don't need to keep improving. Sometimes you're just trying to maintain a level of ability that you've built. And I think that's that's also important to realize. Didn't read that in the podcast or listen to that in the podcast. I, that was that was bang. That was me on the spot right there. Now that I'll quote like, um, but that's a fair point. You know, you, well, it's it's amazing to get better. It's it's bloody amazing to get better. Don't get me wrong. But if I was just going to come second at Dublin for the next five years, that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so I think. That's another thing to bear in mind. Sometimes we're just trying to, you know, if you can slightly better it or if you can achieve the same results with safer training, things like that, stay healthier, stay more consistent, all different kind of things can go on. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a, like I say, I think it's been a pretty good week. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, like I say, it doesn't always have to be the most productive week. On paper, it's amazing when it is. I like when it is. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's just, it's important if you just picked something up that week. And I think, like I said, I think I picked something up this week about perspective and um, knowing my limits with socializing. Um, because I, I genuinely don't want to be sick again because of alcohol. And I definitely do not want my Saturday. I think back to previous Saturdays. And if the worst thing that I was doing was you know, maybe doing a bike race the day after a hard session. I wish I could go back to that. You know, I wish my Saturday was a bike race the day after a hard session instead of too much red wine. Um, that was definitely a better Saturday. <laughs> slightly harder in terms of, I don't know if it was slightly harder, actually. There's something very grueling about hangover. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm glad I'm laughing about that. Um, you know, I can I can move forward now. Um, so this week I might have to kind of go back to. Um, I'm sort of tempted to go back to basics, and I might just put last week down as, you know, didn't really count. <laughs> um, and I and this week I might just sort of crack on as if this week was last week. Um, I'm I'm probably going to speak to, um coaching a bit and see if that's something that might be worth doing um given that I just don't think last week was very productive at all um but like I say I I want to go back to about 10 weeks ago when I said if I average 50 mile a week between now and Christmas I'd be really happy um and probably now that things have unfolded and I've been sitting up at 70 80 90 even um, I might not still be okay with that, but at the same time, I want to go back to remind you guys why I said that, because, because I said that if the worst thing happens between now and Christmas is that I average 50 mile a week, when I know alternatives, alternatives could be a bad injury, alternatives could be given up completely, etc., etc. So, you know... Last week wasn't the end of the world when it ended with a, a lovely two-hour run, essentially. Had some mile reps in there on Friday. Learned a thing or two on a couple of podcasts that weren't my own. Um, you know, it wasn't a write-off, but it just wasn't one of my normal, sort of consistently good weeks. Um, all right, going to leave you with that. Um, I do th- hope things are going well with you. 
I do hope, um, you know, now that we are probably reintegrating ourselves into society and socializing a bit, etc., etc., I hope there is some form of safety with that. I'm taking that on board myself. I'm certainly not perfect in that scenario, especially when out walking. Sometimes I kind of forget myself and um, maybe I do walk close to people or maybe I allow people to walk close to me. Um, look, it's tough. Um, let's support each other. You know, um, we're not trying to clamp down on each other. We're not trying to point out everybody's weaknesses. Um, if you check out the riots that are going on right now, crazy you know i'm not going to beat myself up about walking close to somebody on a walk or when they brush past me etc etc when i look on the news and see congregations of people um these black riots um by the way i i don't hold an opinion um i i am very much against racism um i think it's I think it's I, I very rarely comment on anything that I don't think I can understand. I've never felt victimized. I've never felt put in a position where just because of me being fat, thin, white, black, etc., etc., has made me feel victimized or hard done by like these kind of words like this. Um, if I'm talking to someone who. I don't know, has just lost by death a really close friend. I I don't share an opinion because that has not happened to me. So I don't like to be like, oh, I understand exactly what you're going through because I don't. Um, I, I cannot, I can get behind about 20%, I'm going to say, of the people rioting. And, and for, for the, the problem is, the riots probably need to be as aggressive as they are in order for some form of change to happen and attention to be drawn to it. My problem is probably with about 75 to 80% of people rioting because I believe that 75 to 80% of the people rioting just like to cause carnage. Um, most of them probably don't really know exactly what they're rioting about. And I think that you know, I probably think that was the situation as well with the history of Northern Ireland and people rioting and fighting and, and like, you know, troubles and things like this. Some people just like fighting and rioting. And um, so I don't know the numbers. Dare I, like, like who am I to say 80%? I don't know. Um, it, it worries me because we're in a state of lockdown and, and social isolation and, and trying to flatten the curve of a virus and like god the world's in a bit of turmoil if you think about the stuff that was going on with like Cummins last week or was it you know visiting Durham or uh, and, and you know now the the riots in America and, and I think now they're rioting in, in Dublin and they're rioting in London and they're rioting in Bristol I've seen and um Jesus and I'd be moaning about Boston Marathon maybe not happening um God, it's it's mad. Like, um, if that's what it takes for racism to um improve, you know, I I am I'm, I'm probably okay with that. You know, um, do is it frustrating that it might slow down coronavirus 
for me, selfishly, I would say yes. But like I just said, if that's what it takes, then, you know, that's what it takes. Have black people dealt with worse things for longer? It looks like absolutely. I read an article on a, a black girl who competes for Ireland. Um, and, it, and it was really hard reading because I just couldn't imagine having to sort of go through that. Um, and that's really sad. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's 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 really tough and it's a really um a really difficult time for for everybody to know what opinion to have on it where to stand um i i don't watch a lot of the news i i try to just keep my head clear of i'll watch the news and then i'll just be angry i'll just be like i can't believe that's happening or and like i say I'd be angry for numerous reasons. I was angry when I seen an old man get pushed over and, and hurt. I was angry when I watched a police officer with his knee on the, you know, George's neck. And, 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 and then I'd be angry that we're supposed to be social distancing and there's hundreds of thousands of people lying in the streets with no social distancing. And, and so it, it doesn't make me a racist. I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, of course I'm not. But it, but I, I don't watch the news because like there's probably something you're going to see on the news that then eventually is going to get you frustrated and, and wind up about something. And just like I'm annoyed, how can I be annoyed in the Victoria Park that people aren't listening and they're walking the wrong way around a one way system that is clearly there to help stop the spread of something like coronavirus? And I'm annoyed about that. And then I might tune onto the news and see people lying side by side on the Brooklyn Bridge. I love what it stands for, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh, that's awesome that we all kind of want races to exist again and sport to exist again. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what that means. That is that selfish. Um, it's okay to be selfish about things like that because you might want sport to come back. And at the end of the day, if sport comes back, it's not just for white people only, you know, it's, I think sport is amazing because there is a diversity in sport. Um, now from some of the stuff I've read, is it completely diverse and, and, you know, do, do black people get supported the same as white people? It doesn't sound like that is happening and that's where change needs to happen. And, and, you know, especially, especially close to home because, um, you know, if we have a girl athlete winning medals at a championship or competing for Ireland or making teams, you know, there should be nothing but love and support and encouragement. Certainly not um, bad words or worse abuse. Um, I, I think that's disgusting and, and that's a real shame. It's a real shame. When, when I spoke to Under Armour a little bit about everything that was going on and... Um, the riots and um I, I one of the things I said is I you know I and and maybe this was very naive of me but I said I didn't think I found it difficult to give a massive opinion because I was afraid that someone if I were to share something on social media I was afraid people would comment under it like basically what the fuck do you know about racism or how can you say that in Ireland or things like this and 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 there you go right on my doorstep it's happening and I wasn't aware. And that's probably the problem. You know, that's one of the big problems is that lack of awareness. We're not aware because we're not educating ourselves. Um, and is there a responsibility there to be educated? 
Yes, probably so that it means at least you personally are not um, like part of the, the crime, do I say? You know, if you're educated and you know what not to do, you're you're at least ruling out the fact that you're not doing it subconsciously or this could be a thing that has gone on over generations and has just become natural or has just become without you even knowing, for example, there could be some form of whether it's in work, whether it's while watching TV, while on social media, et cetera, et cetera. There might be some form of racism or victimizing or stuff like this. Um but yeah, I, I also seen on, I've really dragged this out here, I'm 36 minutes, but look, um, I also seen on social media a picture and it was, it was like, it was someone joking about how the rest of the year would be, but you know, they did January, they did February, they did March and flip me, the Australian fires, there was locusts in Africa um there was coronavirus there was the riot and you know it's been a year i think it's been a tough year for a lot of people in the world and i really do hope i would say pray but i don't pray so i'd be lying but i really do i hope people that do pray pray and and i i really hope that things you know perhaps start to go in a better direction for everybody um, and I really mean that. I think that would be really cool. Um, but look, hang in there. Um, I, I do hope everybody's well. I hope everybody's safe. Um, and, and, you know, thanks for listening and, and take care.